Welcome to Ready to Unload with Count Sam Pete, the fun load. Episode number 199. That means next Thursday. You've been dying to say that number, haven't you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Every hundred episodes, you get to do that. <laughs> they win the damn game 10 to 9 on a line drive. For those of you who don't know what the hell I'm doing, I am imitating Bob Murphy. Next Thursday. Too honey. Ooh. Two bills. We're breaking out the big guns for this one. We are. Yeah. Oh, you haven't you haven't seen the the, the call sheet for episode two hundred. I have not been given the call sheet for episode two hundred. Well, just just to start, <laughs> we're gonna invite every single person that's ever been a part of this show back. That's right. They, the full cast. They might not characters. come. They might not come, but they're gonna be invited. <laughs> Then we're going to do every instant impression that we've ever done on the show in one segment. <laughs> EJ, did you order the tuxes or no? Uh, so far, I've only gotten the three-foot sandwich. I got the Italian. We're, we're going to need more sandwich than that. <laughs> You're gonna, you know, it's, this is 200. <laughs> no, 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 one, no one eats that sandwich anyway. Everybody takes I a slice, not- and then you realize you, you can't bite it. There is it's a disaster. Not- How dare you? How dare you? There is nothing. Listen, you show up at a party and there's sandwich there. Six foot, three foot hero, six foot hero. You're in, buddy. You're at a good, well run, well designed party. And you plant yourself next to that thing. You get a big slice of the Italian, a big slice of the American. You take off the fatty parts of the roast beef and away you go. And, really? and, when, the American, the sandwich? and when the American cheese congeals a little bit, like an hour in on the American. That's when you go get it, baby. And you I'm put, sorry. You take, as soon as you remove the bread to start picking at the meat, you, 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 you're lost. You shouldn't do that. You take a little potato salad. You take a little macaroni salad. You take two pickles <laughs> and a couple of the olives. Yeah. And you don't do any, go anywhere near the coleslaw. You just nope. leave that alone. Never do. And there's I, your plate. I found macaroni salad very hard to eat after I saw Empire Strikes Back in 1981. And PJ knows exactly why. Because you Ma- think it's a tauntaun? That's correct. Go. That's absolutely correct. Macaroni salad forever ruined by Han yeah. Solo slicing into that tauntaun. So Luke... And the, so and he the and sound Luke, effects. Yeah. That yeah. wet sound effect. Yep. <laughs> Don't do it! No, stop, stop. You stop right now. Stop that. Any problem with marshmallow ambrosia? Can't do that either now? Oh, please. Come on. Get out of here. Rice pudding? <laughs> Rice pudding. Ruined. Rice pudding oh. only if it's got raisins in it. Only with raisins? Only with raisins. Oh, you're so and cinnamon Canadian. on top. You're Canadian. And I thought they smelled bad. 
on the outside. On the outside. Um, wait, with, with go back with raisins. Yes, <laughs> exclusively with raisins. I disagree, sir. And I say, how dare I say, how dare you? Rice pudding is good sir. either way. What are, what are Get we off my plane. Here? You want to talk about doing rice pudding wrong, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> if you're not having raisins in your rice pudding, wake up. Hold on. A little update from last week. Yes. It's now, it's now Wednesday. When we last spoke, it was Thursday. We've had six days. Which day is better? It's- Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Have I have I mentioned to you my theory on Tuesday? Bishop, how many bowls of raisin bran in the last six days? Oh, there was a disaster. What? There was a raisin bran disaster. I ate the whole box. Like Chernobyl? And then my wife was going to the grocery store, and she said, do you want me to get you more raisin bran? And I said, please get me more raisin bran. And she came home with the wrong kind. She came Hello? home with the crunchy one. This is a disaster. What? That's what's a disaster. Crunchy I, one. Crunchy raisin bran. Yeah, it's like thing. you know, crunchy oat. Chris, it, it's 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 just like the other brands. It's, instead of flakes that melt in the milk, they stay crispy in milk. But it's no you good. You can't even bother to, to it, learn the name of it. You were so disgusted. It's huh? like raisin with honey oat cluster madness, or something. They should probably leave madness out of the title. It's for, no good. It, ex- it exhausts my jaw. I can't do it. Crispy Raisin Crunch Madness. <laughs> new from now I'm, now I'm stuck with it. I can't come home with a new box till the, the old box is gone. I'm trying to get the kids to eat it. They're whining. Good luck, good luck with that one. Wait. The, you, a you, simple you, solution to that, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead, Cal. Little by little, you just pour a little in the garbage. <laughs> You just mm, delicious. You turn into a six-year-old. Mm, you make delicious. you make a bowl, and then instead of putting milk in the bowl, you just dump the bowl in the garbage. Mm. I, I bring I bring it outside through the holes in my pockets, and I drop it in the yard like Andy Dufresne. <laughs> I can't believe uh, a miscommunication on that level uh, in your organization. That organization. That's frankly shocking to me. Shocking. On on Saturday, it will be 17 years that I am married to this woman. Wow. And thanks for the and invite, I, by the way. I, I'm not still bitter, so it's fine. It's okay. And I can't sure I never cared for you. I didn't, I didn't sure care for gorgeous. you in the 90s. I didn't like your look. <laughs> I was doing that was wrong. Most, that I was doing the 90s I, I, didn't, I didn't like your look. The and boots, the, the pants, the whole wrong. thing. The backpack. I All didn't right. like it. <laughs> and she and she gets the raisin bran wrong. Seventeen. So what do I do now? It's like couples therapy time. Have you ever worn a backpack to a wedding, Steve? Yes. Oh, you have. It, it, no, I have not. I think PJ was afraid I was going to take out my Eddie Vedder issued marble notebook at his <laughs> at his wedding and start. Jotting down really navel gazy self angsty lyrics. Who's probably just in the corner by myself? Corner. Who's that guy who drank fourteen black Russians? Who's writing in the marble notebook? Who's that guy? (laughs) And just got up and danced to twist and shout. Who's that? 
<laughs> you didn't want your family asking any questions. I understand. It's fine. That's all right. I uh, I I'm sure it was a beautiful day. I've heard I've heard lots of stories about it. Um, and you know, that's cool. Whatever, dude. I thought we were friends. It's fine. Um, now how will you recover from the uh, the raisin brand debacle, as it came to be known? What have you been doing? Uh, how have you been getting by? I've been eating eggs. I don't like it. Wait, what? They repeat on me. Oh, <laughs> suddenly, suddenly this podcast is with my Aunt Camilla. Great. Thanks. Uh, Time for the fun the load with my, with my Aunt Dolly. Great. Maybe separate you the yolk. put two drops of the Pino right on the salad. It's fine. Drops of the Pino. Ooh, eggs. Here's a question. Oh, boy. Italian egg sandwich. Yay or nay? Wait, what now? You take a fried egg. You put it on a piece of Italian bread. Sure. Yeah. You throw some tomato sauce on top. You bake it. I have never done this. And then you eat it. This is a thing? Yeah. My wife does it practically every morning. I have never done that. Yep. Sounds fantastic. Is there cheese involved? Optional. Little moussadav. <laughs> you have to say it that way, of course. Little your, your wife at seven fifteen in the morning is, and you're like, "Did you put the mozzarella on?" <laughs> your... I have never had that before, Cal. It's really good, PJ. You ever had that? No, I've had eggs a lot of ways, but uh, never on Italian bread with uh, tomato sauce. No. Got to be fried. Well, but keep and, and keep the yolk whole. Wait, what? Would you then crack an egg over a slice of pizza? Or is that I radical? Would, I wouldn't. How about putting a fried you, egg on a piece of pizza? She might. Wow. This sounds like a, a wide piece. If I'm, not, yeah, if I'm not around, she might try to get away with that. She likes eggs, huh? Big fan of eggs. Do you have a go-to? All right, fine. Let's do this. Let's get crazy. Give me your go-to breakfast sandwich order. Wow. Stump the crowd. Stump the swami. Well, who are you asking? Either one of you can chime in. Feel free. Please address one of us. Formally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cal. Yes, Steve. What would be your go-to breakfast sandwich order? Uh, that's the breakfast hero. Go on. It's very basic. I like what you've started. It's three eggs, bacon, cheese, on a on a hero. Type of cheese, please. American. Because, I mean, where do we live? Right. Lettuce, tomato. Not lettuce, tomato. Oh, that's... I'm thinking of the, the go-to lunch sandwich. I get them confused all the time. Salt and pepper. So, that sounds good. So... Eggs, three eggs, bacon, American cheese, salt and pepper on a hero. Right. Not often. Cannot do that too no, often. No, nobody can. No, maybe maybe once a month. The man ate bacon at every meal. You can't do that. Uh, Peach, go-to breakfast sandwich. Now, we're talking about I stroll into a deli and I ask for this? That's right. And okay. you stroll into the deli. And you stroll, right. You stroll I, I stroll everywhere I go and or saunter. Uh, so you wouldn't be now, we have into the it, deli. 
there's two there's two distinct eras here. There's uh, before my health problems and after. Right. My my Pre, my go to before. Yeah, my go to beforehand was uh, uh, um, a double egg, cheese and bacon on a roll, and it came with a free coffee. Sure. It did. And sometimes <laughs> I'd get two, and sometimes I'd get two of those, okay. and I'd say. Oh, this will be my lunch, and then they'd, they'd both be gone by nine thirty. <laughs> was there? Did, did uh, you laugh when you said that? <laughs> oh, uh, this will be my lunch. <laughs> As he winks to himself. <laughs> no, it was all serious, like uh, like someone buying pornography at a bodega. Give me that right there. Give me that. <laughs> So that was before that was before the health crisis. Now after the health crisis, there was a problem. I, <laughs> we all know, right? We all know what's gonna what's gonna happen here. <laughs> you don't even have to say spoiler alert this time. We uh we all know what's gonna happen here, my man. Just uh, why don't you just put the porn in the bag and we can and move the on. <laughs> Keep them separate, please. No, my voice always goes lower, though. I didn't give it up. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. There's, there's no upper register know. when you're like, no, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 give me, uh, give me hooters, uh, give me jug. No, they don't. That doesn't happen. We both know I'm eating both these sandwiches right here in this deli. All right, let's yeah. not, let's not play around, buddy. Okay, and yeah, put them in a brown paper bag. Okay, put each one in a separate brown paper bag, so I feel a little less guilty about taking the second it's all, one. Out. It's a very dirty affair. Yeah. Now, so uh, post uh, health uh, cri- health watch health crisis. Well, what I tried to do was to get the bacon, egg, and cheese. Uh, no cheese, no bacon. So that was just bacon <laughs> on bread. Didn't like it. So I, what I ended life. up doing was I'd get the bacon, egg, and cheese, or I'm sorry, double egg bacon and cheese and uh, I'd make them cut it in half and I'd only eat half of it and then I'd give the other half away half of both sandwiches I wouldn't order the double I ordered a single and I halved it and I would give the other half away to who? (laughs) you have a contest? (laughs) Not just someone in the deli. Like you, you walk into work and you're like, "Hey, who wants to have a sandwich?" And you, people just run at that point. Oh, I'll take half a sandwich. And in lieu of eggs, if I don't want eggs, then I'll get a bagel with scallion cream cheese. Because you know, I'm wash an eye and like have good breath. Almost like Oprah. Like you're selecting somebody at random to get your half a sandwich. <laughs> you get a sandwich. You get a sandwich. You you get a half sandwich. <laughs> TJ's like, egg, egg sandwich giveaway. I'm like frugal Oprah. You get a half sandwich, and you get a half sandwich. Oh, wait, Wrapped no, I got it. That's my half sandwich. Let me take that back. I'm going to need that one back. That's Everybody reach under your chairs. PJ's egg sandwich giveaway. It's send oily. One selfish, send one selfish, self-addressed envelope, too. <laughs> Give it away like in a contest. <laughs> in five hundred words or less, 
tell me why you want this half of egg sandwich. <laughs> I could be reading whoever essays. Whoever their case the best right. can have a half a sandwich. <laughs> okay. All right. Are there any condiments involved in that sandwich? I do not. I do not salt, pepper, or ketchup. Nothing. No, huh? No SBK? No. No. Hey, let's turn the tables here, pal. Sam Pete. Three eggs. On three a, eggs? Every, Both of you with three eggs? That's not Three healthy. eggs on an everything bagel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You get two sandwiches. Two doubles is four. <laughs> so technically, that's healthier to get three. I was hospitalized after that. I yeah. learned... Uh, bacon, bacon egg, uh, three or bacon, three eggs, and cheese on an everything bagel, salt, pepper, ketchup. And then when I and then when I when I get it home, I add the Tabasco. <laughs> oh, little hot sauce. Okay. Right. right. So you don't trust them to add it. <laughs> I do not. I do not. And it's also, you know, depending on the place you're going, it's also sort of a pain in the in the in the ass to ask them to, you know, go get the red hot or whatever, or go get the Tabasco. You know? Now you don't I use them. That's correct. Uh and I like my brand. I've also uh gotten into using um sriracha. So uh bacon, egg and cheese on an everything bagel toasted. With sriracha and no ketchup, and foregoing the ketchup, salt, pepper, sriracha. You toast the bagel. Bagel's got to be toasted. And American cheese. Yes. Yes, got to be American cheese. I don't know why. Doesn't have to be. Have you tried Munster cheese? No, I refuse. Outright refusal. There's only two types of cheeses I can. That's not true. Three types of cheeses I can have with eggs. This is fascinating podcasting, by the way. We thought we set the bar high with cereal. (laughs) Next week, oatmeal. American Swiss (laughs) cheddar. American Swiss and cheddar, that's it. Okay. I have a a serious fun load question. It's kind of an oxymoron. But um, I shouldn't call people names. Um, he, we had a, a guest, a great guest on episode number 198 who talked about his, his dad giving him uh, his hockey fanhood with the St. Louis Blues and the New York Islanders. And I want to ask you guys, is there something that you inherited from your dads that was sort of passed on? It could be sports fanhood or otherwise. That now, as we're 40-plus, we see really evident, like, from our childhood. Does that make sense? I'm going to need, I'm going to need an example here. What do you... What do you well, for, what do you my, mean? My, my dad was not a big sports guy, is, and is still not a big sports guy. Uh, he's not a big sports fanhood guy. But um, I have found that... So mine is not related to sports. It's related to watching television. <laughs> and when I was growing up and my dad would be watching a sitcom, uh, like MASH or Newhart or something like that, his reactions and 
the stuff he liked, I find myself liking. And I find myself reacting the same way. Like, and his laugh. Like, I sort of have, like, the same laugh that my dad had. And it's, like, a really big memory of mine. Like, my dad watching MASH. And he had this TV-only laugh. Like, it was just reserved for watching television or maybe listening to a comedy album, but basically watching television that made him laugh. And as as our guest was talking about his fanhood and then watching Islander games with his dad or whatever, mine was watching TV with my dad, and I find I watch TV the same way as my dad. So that's kind of something that was learned behavior uh, for me. There's an example. That's a good one. That's crazy. Cal? I like that. Cal, do you have, you have something like that from your dad? I mean, your dad's a huge sports fan, so... He's a huge sports fan. We used to we would watch a lot of sports together. That was kind of you know it's it's the classic you know you don't you can't talk to your father about anything, but you can sit and watch sports together and, and you bond over that and and everything like baseball, football, boxing. Boxing was huge when we were young. Really? We to, yeah, we used to sit and watch the fights. Um. But the thing, like, if you if if we're going with sort of habits that yeah. we've developed, yeah, um, it, it's WFAN because in my house, my father used to work very early and be home like around lunchtime. So he'd come home around lunchtime, and the first thing he would do is he would come into the kitchen. He'd put that under the cabinet radio that we would have <laughs> with the really poor reception on. Yep. He put on WFAN really loud because then he would walk around the house and he'd need, you know, he didn't have he wouldn't put headphones on. He would just blast it throughout the house. Yep. And that and whether we were in the house or in the car or wherever we were, he listened cuz he when WFAN started in 1987 this was this was like revolutionary to him. Right. He, this was the first time that he really had twenty four hour sports that he could listen to. He loved sports, and now he could listen to it. Now he has since been oversaturated with it, where he never he doesn't even listen to it anymore. Right. Now it's all political stuff. Same volume, same <laughs> poor quality sound, except now it's you know. Sean Hannity when I walk in the house right. instead of uh, Mike Francesa. But I, I, when, as I got older, I, was, I would find myself, and even like as a teenager, he's not around, and it's in the summer, and I'm sitting at home, and I'm, and I'm eating lunch, and I put WFAN on. And that's why, like, I'm sure I would have gravitated towards it as I grew up and as I became an adult just because it's, it's 24-hour sports and I love sports. But... I think the 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 habit was formed coming from him. You just you just hit on something for me that's amazing and it's a childhood memory of mine and it also played itself out in the same way, Cal. And that is we had a transistor like a lousy transistor radio uh on the windowsill in the kitchen behind our table behind where my mom sat and it had like the foamy speaker you know, kind of thing. It was like a big, pretty big size box, like the size of a laptop kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was on WNBC all the time. 
loud throughout the house. Yes. All the time. And we, you know, we lived in a, I grew up in a cape, you know, with a one, you know, the first floor, which is the living room, dining room, kitchen, where you spent all your time. And, you know, I miss in the morning. I listened to every morning. I mean, every morning that was on while we were getting ready for school or, and then I would come home and it would be on again and it would be on in the house throughout the day. The TV didn't go on in my house until after dinner. Yeah. At, up until then, it was the radio. The radio was on, and it was on WNBC. And in our house, the TV didn't go on until dinner, and at dinner time, <laughs> TV. Right. That's, the news would go on. But I used to do the same thing as you, Cal. Like when I had the, you know, the uh, the railroad apartments in Brooklyn or whatever, I would put on FAN. Mm-hmm. And or I still do it. I still do it when I'm getting ready in the morning. I put on FAN as I'm getting ready. Right. And that's it your, that's follows your, me that's around the house. Background noise. Yeah, and I and I used to do it in Brooklyn all day. I would leave WF if I was home during the day. FAN was on my main stereo, like I had a big, huge stereo with big speakers or whatever in my kitchen of uh, a lot of my little railroad apartments. FAN going through the whole house all day, all day. That's what I, I would do. I, I don't watch. Alter- I don't watch daytime TV ever. I have an alternate habit that I picked up that you will appreciate. Um, particularly, as I'm driving, I hang my arm out the window, <laughs> and that's one thing. PJ, my... you can't understand how signature this is for Cal's dad. You can't understand it. This is the, the this is the signature Ralph Calvi move, and it was always in a cutlass. Of some sort, right? Yeah, it was always an Oldsmobile. Or an Olds, right. Yeah. Um, and the arm, it's not, it's out the window. Your dad is tall and has long arms. You're tall, you have long arms. It's the arm out the window, like just hanging down. A couple of things you can do. You can put the elbow out on the on the window. <laughs> the big thing is... I can't you believe you do that. I can't believe big, it. And and I've I've gotten yelled at by my daughter who's afraid that my arm is going to get ripped off. Right. Um, She's got a point. She does have a point. <laughs> the um, as you're driving, you hold your left hand up to kind of feel the wind push against it. Mm-hmm. That's a big. That's a big one. Oh my! And that, that's and that's from my father. That was so signature of your dad when I was when we were in little league together, and your dad was a coach. Uh, and we were on the tournament team, like whether it was Copeg or whatever. We played on tournament teams, and your dad would be the coach. And uh, my mom, uh, uh, you know, would be working or whatever, so I would need a ride to practice. And your dad was great. He would offer always to pick me up and come get me. Always saw your dad coming down my street. Always knew it was him because yeah. the arm was out the window. I mean, also, it, it could you, not be more signature. could not also, be more signature. Back in those days, you didn't, you didn't have to be 13 years old to sit in the front seat either. And uh, you always sat in the front. I was in the back. Yes, I was always given shotgun. Nice. Yeah. Well, look. Well, look. Hey, look. I think, I, I think it, look, I signed a contract, and, and those were some of the perks that came along with that contract. Peach, what do you, what do you have? you have something from your dad? Two, yeah, two big things. Um, my, my dad was not a vocal sports fan, as you know. Sports might be on, but that was about it. Um, but he gave me 
a huge stack of records, which I think was his lifetime collection. Nice. Um, when I was in grade school, he just, you know, showed up with this big, they were in like a bucket. <laughs> he just showed up with them. All, all of the sleeves and, and, and everything were gone. They were all unwrapped. And he's like, you should, you should start listening to records. Um, and I did. Like, I was very faithful to that and became this monster, uh, you know, music file. Um, and it was really cool because I, I got into records and I was the kind of kid, like, I, I would get my allowance and the first thing I would do with my allowance is go to the record store and just buy something new every week and bring it home. And then when I was, like, 17, I remember coming home from school and finding him rifling through my records. And, you know, like, I helped him discover Pink Floyd. Oh, that's which, great. Which, yeah, which he always called his income tax music. He would take out Wish You Were Here and he would put Wish You Were Here on. For, for doing, when it was time to do the taxes, he had to listen to Shine on You Crazy Diamond. <laughs> um, Makes perfect sense. So yeah, so there, there's like there's like a real you know connective uh, connective tissue there with that one, and uh, I guess the other one would be would be all of his catchphrases have just you know <laughs> I, my kids will definitely tell you that I am a catchphrase dad. And I have all my dad's catchphrases, and I use them all the time. Some of them are unrepeatable. Was he was he invented in like a a Disney (laughs) animator's studio? He he worked he worked much bluer. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he's some sort of of those guys uh, would create, like some sort of uh, hip cat, just like a cartoon cat. Yeah, cartoon cat creating catchphrases. Yeah, What's yeah, a, yeah. Can you give us a clean one? Oh, I can give you a couple. Like he would, uh, he would walk into a room, and if I was working on something, or if he had asked me to do something, uh, he would just walk in and be, like, "Oh, hey, half a job." He just called me half a job all the time because apparently I left everything unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> so I find myself doing that to the kids now. It's like, "Hey, half a job. You do your homework." Then I got to call him up. I think he never guessed what I called my kids tonight. He goes, yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, half a job. Hey, half a job. <laughs> he uh, he had a phrase, which I actually turned into a song. He always used to say to every every member of my family, if I'm ever lost, don't try to find me. Because you people can't find peep. And he would end it with a colorful word. <laughs> because really if anything did. was ever he lost really in the house... Catchphrases. He did, yeah. <laughs> he if really anything did. was ever lost in the house, he would have to find it because none of us were any good at finding anything. And uh, I do that to my kids, and it's become a country western song. <laughs> and what happens is it gets, it gets sung whenever the thing that was lost becomes found. Dad, I can't find my blanket. So the whole house has to get up at 11 o'clock at night and go find my, my kid's blanket. And, you know, it turns and up. And he's not looking if, for it at that point, right? Everyone else oh, no, he, he's, he's just despondent. He's tried everything. He's been everywhere. 
and I walk out, and it's like hanging on the railing to the stairs, like so obvious. <laughs> and so we just burst into song. If I'm ever lost, don't try to find me, because you can't find me. <laughs> And my kids roll their eyes. Don't sing, Dad. Just don't sing. That's great. Oh, that's tremendous. Hey, half a job. Hey, half a job. That's what I'm. That's the bishop half a job. <laughs> so yeah, I think, love I, love of music and records and catchphrases. That's me. I and think my dad. that's awesome. My dad has. Uh, he does have one catchphrase that he said uh, forever that I have adopted as well. And it it drives my drives my wife a little bit crazy, but I don't really care. Um, and that's uh, my dad was a, you know being a New York City cop for 31 years um, while they were and he worked uh, steady midnights for 24 of those. So he would uh, he would leave for work at about 10 at night, nine ten at night, um, and he would say to my mother or my mother would say to him every night it was like their little ritual. My mother would say, "Be careful," and my dad would say, "I was born careful." And so now anytime anytime somebody and it was such like a Hill Street blues like just a perfect you know, my my dad like right out of I, I hate to use central casting again, but it's a total like right out of central casting like I was born careful. And he would, would he stop he, at the doorway, pause yeah, and turn around. Yes, sometimes it felt like he would. It was such a he it was genuine and like he was sincere with it. And it and then it became like a thing. Then it became like a good luck thing. You know, where there were even times that, and I may be romanticizing this a bit, but I don't care, but there there were at least one or two times where my mom forgot to say it and would call, my dad would always stop at his mother's because my grandmother lived about six blocks from his precinct in Brooklyn. So he would stop in there, have a cup of coffee and then go to work. And so my mother called my grandmother just to say, be careful, so he could say I was born careful. So it became like their little ritual on a nightly basis. So anytime Teresa, and now she like doesn't even accidentally say it. Like she'll she'll avoid it at like all costs. Like I'll, I'll be like you know going to, going to take a you know drive with the kids or something like that or go somewhere with the kids and she'll be like okay be um, be extraordinarily cautious in everything you do and make good decisions while driving. And I'll be like, I was born extraordinarily cautious making good decisions <laughs> while driving. But I uh, I adopted that one. So anytime somebody says to me, be careful, it's like a, it's sort of Pavlovian for me to say, I was born careful. And it's a good one. It's a good one. And, and he, did, he did stop at the door, turn around. Now be, now be careful out there. What was that? That was Hill Street Blues, right? Let's be careful out there. Be careful out yeah. there, yeah. I think my dad was saying I was born careful before that. But anyway, um, all right, let's wrap it up there, boys, because it's Wait, when no, he on. didn't see oh, it. Oh, oh, what, what, hold on. What? What? Hold on. Hold on. The senator from... I asked you to remind me to yeah. share my tidbit tonight. Darn it. <laughs> well, let's keep it clean. <laughs> Cow's tidbit. It's time. Time for tid. Time for tidbit. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> tid. Tid, Tid, yeah. maybe not stop on that beat. Let's that one. Maybe that's not the syllable too. Um, I when I find out interesting things, I always like to share them. 
and I discovered something very interesting about hockey uniforms. Okay. Oh, I was supposed to remind you of this for with Dominic, right? No, just oh. at some point tonight. Oh, okay. So. Tell the story about the <laughs> hockey uniforms. You still didn't. Yeah, <laughs> good job, everyone. <laughs> and you may, you may always depend it. on you. Yeah. <laughs> I was born. Um, I was born careful. <laughs> as you know, and PJ, as you may not know, but now I'll 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 tell you. The in in hockey, the home team wears the dark sweater at home. Okay, they have two. They have called sweaters, jerseys. They have the light, the white, and then the dark. And at home, they wear the dark. Okay, and this changed about I, I want to say seven or eight years ago. Changed back. Well, it yeah, I'll work backwards. It's right now. It's dark at home. Seven or eight years ago, up until that point, it had been white at home, dark on the road. Like every other professional sport. Right. But before that, it originally started the way that it is right now. Yes. It was always dark at home, white on the road. One of the reasons why it changed to white at home and dark on the road had to do with the invention of color television. Because as you would, you would turn on TV and you would see the home team in white. Well, you would see the home team in dark and you would see the road team in white. So every game that you saw would be the same color combination. In a black and white world, it didn't matter. It was dark and it was white. Now with color television, you're watching, you know, if you were watching an Islander Ranger game, you would only see blue and white. That's a bad example because they both wear blue and white. But <laughs> Canadians and Canadians yeah. and, and Rangers. Rangers. Right? So now with color television, people wanted to see the different colors coming into their town. Oh. Right? So they flipped it and they made the home team wear white so that every time you put a game on, you would see a different it would be visually more appealing. Oh, how interesting. Which I thought was how really festive. interesting. That's wild. So now, when they switched back right. to dark at home and white on the road, yeah. the driving force behind that was the proliferation of third jerseys. Right. Because the third jerseys are usually dark. Right. So the road team would go on a road trip and would have to bring both sets of jerseys because they didn't know if they were going to have to wear white at night, one night or dark one night. Oh, okay. So it's getting very complicated now. Because of the third jersey, that's why they switched back. And I just, I had always wondered, like, why. Why did they switch, right? Why did they switch? Well, the, yeah, that, you, you, you look at the old classic, the, the Islanders that we were reared on <clears throat> in their championship years, and as they're hoisting the cup at home, they're always in white jerseys. That's right. And you don't, that, like that's that's my memory of the Islanders winning the Stanley Cup is in the white jerseys. That's right. And to this to this day, I don't know what it is. If I put a game on and I see the color combination, I have to think yep. who's home and who's away. Yep. Yep. I, well, because we're so programmed for it, and they did make that switch like seven seven or eight years ago, I guess. But we're so we're so programmed to think white uh, jerseys, Islanders at home. I mean, we really are. Yeah. That's what your memory is. You know, that's absolutely that. What's that's what your memory is. 
I thought it was interesting. It is. It's fascinating. Has, look, Jersey, has the NHL Jersey's done always an, fascinating. Has the NHL done a uh, classic uniforms phase like the NFL did? Oh yeah. Well, uh, and a lot of a lot of the NHL's uniforms are still classic. Like the <laughs> There's original, been no like, innovation in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> some of the uh, the original six teams will wear you know, quote-unquote throwbacks that are not all that different than their current jerseys. Haven't been washed in 65 years. That's correct. They're sweaters. Um, I have a... Uh, while we're talking and on this subject, Cal, there was an interesting post today about the Mets' original logo. Did you see this? No. Okay, so the Mets' original logo with the Mets in script and the skyline mm-hmm. was the result of a contest... That was held in 1961 and was won by a sports columnist and cartoonist named Ray Gatto, G-O-T-T-O. Did he also win PJ's half sandwich? That's correct. <laughs> hey, had a good day. It's Please send a selfish restaurant envelope to PJ's half a sandwich giveaway. <laughs> B.O. Box. Um, so, Ray... Gatto, G-O-T-T-O. Why are you emphasizing that? You'll see. Did the original, this logo that won, and there are subtle differences in what they eventually went with. In other words, uh, or not in other words, for example, the stitches on the baseball they made uh, fatter uh, on the Mets logo. The T, uh, the cross on the T went all the way across in the original design. They shortened it. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And somebody on UniWatch today, on Paul Lucas's UniWatch on uh, ESPN's uh, webpage, found that from 1964 to about 75, there was a billboard as part of the Shea Stadium scoreboard that never worked. It was supposed to be an electronic thing that never worked. It was the it was the big square on top of the scoreboard, right? Correct. So they yeah. so they just slapped a Mets logo on it. Right. Well, that logo is the original one, the okay. Ray Gatto design, not the one they've been using for all these years. Okay. And this and this guy noticed it. Ray Gatto himself? No, 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 no. Ray Gatto has passed away. Okay. This this guy on UniWatch noticed it, and he called the Mets idiots, and like ripped them. For never noticing this. And also, in the Mets media guide, everywhere on their Wikipedia page, on the Mets team page website, his name is spelled G-A-T-T-O. So the Mets have been misspelling the name of the originator of their logo since 1985. Okay, so the gentleman's name is Ray Gatto, G-O-T-T-O. The Mets have, have it everywhere, everywhere, <coughs> as G-A-T-T-O. Right? So this is why in this article he's calling them idiots, because they A, they didn't realize they had a different logo up on their own scoreboard, and B, they've been spelling the guy's name wrong, which I thought was pretty stupid. But the but the diff- the logo was very subtly different. There are subtle differences, yes. Okay. So I took it upon myself this morning in well, reading they- this in reading this in transit on my way to uh, work 
right there on my little iPhone, uh, to email Matt Cerrone of Mets Blog. Sure. And say, can you check on this? Can you maybe forward this to some of your contacts at the Mets in media relations? Because it appears they are misspelling his name. And I found a I found a website with his cartoons, and it's G O T T O, and you can see the original drawing, and his signature could not say G O T T O more clearly. Could not. It was in like twenty four point font. It's, it's 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 his signature is not in script. It looks like Wesley wrote it. It's it's G O T T O. I mean, there's zero denying it. And so I forwarded that along to Matt Cerrone today from Mets Blog. And he wrote back and said, I will forward that along. Seems like a pretty simple mistake. There you go. So now let's see, let's see if they change it. You're doing, you're doing good then. I'm, I'm, that's it. I did a little good today. Oh, there's another catchphrase. Let's do some good out there. There you go. Do you like that story? Now, now... Half a job, PJ. What did what did you do today? What did you What did you discover about logos and uniforms today? Anything? I discovered that when you're angry, you tend to break more stuff than you've already broken. And we're full circle. Yeah. <laughs> when we're back. All right. Let's wrap this up. I gotta go to bed. We're here. We're here. Uh, by the way, this is becoming my new way of ending a show. <laughs> yeah, let's let everybody know that you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Let's wrap this up. up. I got a colonoscopy in six hours. <laughs> the captain's got to go to bed. Please, I prefer El Capitan. Little do people know we we record the show at four in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's tired. PJ, final unload, please. All right, stop, break, stop breaking things. The giant hero is, is a terrible sandwich. Not only is it, is it just wrong, they cut it into terrible tiny pieces, but they usually make it on the braided bread. And if you make it on the braided loaf and then you cut it into small pieces, then the loaf falls apart. Plus, they cover it half-assed in this cellophane which it doesn't stop it from going stale. It's stale by the time it gets to your party because they made it on Wednesday, which, as Cal will tell you, is the worst day of the week to make a sandwich. That's true. Tuesday is the worst day of the week in general, but for sandwich making... Here we go. It's Wednesday. Have I told you this before? (laughs) No, no, good. I can can guess what your final unload is going to be. No, you can't. Tell me my about fu- t- who Tuesday. Can no, we've done we've done till Tuesday. The band. That's my final unload. I'm gonna tell you a little something about till Tuesday. Keep it keep it down. I'm just kidding. No, the big, my final unload is for all that's been unenjoyable about sports for the last year or so. The Mets, the Jets, all the nonsense going on with them. Last night was a was a, a moment of pure joy for me as an Islander fan, as a sports fan, as a hockey fan, to watch the Islanders win that game. 
And I'm really excited about the season this year. And it's, it's nice to be excited about something, finally, in sports. And uh, my final unload is, um, nah, that's it. How dare you say that about a sandwich? You're completely wrong, and you're going, you're going to the wrong delis. You're doing it wrong. If I you think that the hero is the worst sandwich, wake up. You're doing it wrong. That's it. Go to sleep, Steve. <laughs> Sweet dreams, Captain. We'll see you next week on Ready to Unload with Count St. Pete. Good night, boys. The American. No one wants the American. They all line up for the Italian. Listen, take it easy, half a job. All right? Take it easy. All right. <laughs>